Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 37 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. Uh, it's Charles here, and today we're going to be sitting down with my man, Tweakertees, uh, and we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff today. Um, Mainly, we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence. We're going to get into neural networks and neuroevolution. Uh, we're going to talk about trading algos and what he's working on. And then we're also going to talk about how all of you guys can get involved. Even if you have you know, no knowledge of artificial intelligence, there is a way for you guys to get involved. And then we're going to be giving you some resources uh, that you can check out, even if you're a beginner. Um, and I just want to preface this episode by saying that you know, this is not my area of expertise. I know little to nothing about artificial intelligence. Um, so it's going to be a lot of Tweakertees talking and me kind of just trying to reiterate some of the points that he says. Um, so without further ado, let's get into it. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Do you think you could give us a little background on just yourself and what you were doing before you found cryptocurrencies, just so we can kind of get an idea of who you are? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's close enough as far as the pr pronunciation. And um, before crypto, well, I mean, I, I am technically, unfortunately, I'm technically a millennial. But uh, yeah, out of high school, I pretty much just like was a huge degenerate for like three years and then ended up having a kid pretty young and getting a full-time job and didn't like it was working long hours and started coding and right away started uh trading algorithms and doing uh quantopian and stuff like that and wrote like a forex arbitrage bot right away and just kind of that that type of programming was really like what just intuitively made sense to me so i started doing that right away and found out that a lot of these algo traders were kind of going more towards the uh the cryptocurrency markets and stuff so um you know made it made a site that's kind of like a meme site it was like um you know the performance of uh the different indexes on um, stock market sectors um, during or while each planet was in you know these different constellations it was like an astrology but also like you know um, performance metrics crossover type thing just basically because I, I didn't see it out there and not necessarily because I thought it was a good idea it was just something unique that um, I don't like doing stuff that's already been done. So, um, so anyways, that was my first site and I created a uh, Twitter account for that and got a little bit into FinTech and then started following some crypto accounts, um, because of that. And so, I mean, for all I know, it could have been like that I was following team mech or somebody like that, or like hacker man ace who trade conventional markets. And then because of that, you know, kind of had this uh, stream of, or not really stream, but a little bit of content from crypto Twitter from guys like that on my Twitter. And I mean, you know, other like basket weaving type forms, I obviously was exposed to uh, crypto Twitter there too, or cryptocurrencies there as well. But yeah, so I, I started kind of in that and then, you know, crypto Twitter was just way more up my alley. And so, uh, anyway, yeah, I, long story short, didn't like my job at the time. It made sense to quit and go full time into coding and computer science. And so I did so and, um, through that ended up making a Twitter that led me to crypto Twitter. Okay, so yeah, you said out of high school you were a bit of a degenerate. You're uh, yeah. 
you're just working kind of a dead end job in your eyes. Um, and you decided to yep. make some changes. I know we've talked about this. We're in a discord group for everyone who's listening. We're in a discord group together. Um, that's the architects. I've had shower on who started that discord group. Um, so if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. Um, but we, we've talked in that discord about, you know, kind of your life story. Um, and it's pretty inspirational. This was, if I remember correctly, you know, you started coding and it was all pretty much self-taught, right? Yeah, I mean, I did do one, I did two semesters, so one full year of full-time um, uh, schoolwork, but okay. after that, I, uh, I, I, I got a job that summer and, uh, you know, went part-time from there, but, um, you know, obviously I didn't take any classes that taught me really anything in regards to uh crypto trading and and then i did take one class that was an artificial intelligence class and you know that kind of pointed me in the direction of the neuroevolution stuff like that that i do now um but it wasn't covered there um some more of like a basic foundation that you kind of expanded upon yeah 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 that that course was just nothing but the mathematics for um you know machine learning algorithms, artificial intelligence, you know, uh, we were doing, um, SGD stochastic gradient descent by hand, which is like, it's probably the most popular optimization, um, algorithm. And it's, it's really good. It, you know, um, it's just, it's not what I actually use right now, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely get into it. Um, but okay, so you started coding and then you said you wrote a couple of trading algos and then worked on, you know, a Forex bot, And then from there, you kind of saw some people on Twitter, uh, that were messing with some traditional stuff like TMEC, Hackerman Ace. Um, and you think that may have brought you over to crypto. Um, and now you're kind of working on AI and this. You described it as a peer-to-peer neuroevolution framework. I don't really know what that means. I, I'm going to be honest with anyone who's listening. I'm pretty, you know, in over my head here. Um, so you're the expert on this stuff, and I kind of just want you to tell me about it, and I'll try my best yeah. to, you know, respond in some sort of way. Um, yeah. But can you, can you just tell, like, me and explain to the audience what exactly that is and uh, just give us a brief overview of what you're doing? Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, <clears throat> I mean, I, I I should preface this with that I'm not actually, you know, any sort of an authority, in my opinion, on either the subject of artificial intelligence or peer-to-peer computing, but I know enough just to be dangerous, I guess, about both. Um, I mean, you know more than me, so it, you're the expert on this call. All right. So, yeah, for contextual uh for for where we're at right now um i guess i'll speak in a somewhat authoritative for, uh form but uh i know i appreciate also that. anybody listening right now if um if i'm way off uh kilter on some of this please uh you know get at me on twitter discord or something and um more than willing to uh collaborate and and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's funny. Anyways, I, I almost asked Messiah if he wanted to come on so that you two could have a conversation. So that. Uh, yeah, we've actually been. Um, I've we've seen, actually been DMing. Yeah, I've him. seen you guys go back and forth on Twitter a bit, and uh, he seems to know what you're talking about way more than I do. So I was like, hmm, maybe I'll invite him on. But uh, no, we'll, we'll just have yeah. you go for it, and then people can tell you off when they listen and there's something wrong with it. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so he's, I don't know how much into neuroevolution he is, but he's definitely uh, super knowledgeable with uh, all, all types of recurrent networks. Um, so like LSTM, like really the cutting edge stuff um, as far as recurrent neural networks go that are, um, but his are, from what I understand, and if he listens, he can correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, but I think his are, 
um, recurrent neural networks that have, you know, these new architectures, um, but that are still training SGD, which um, definitely, you know, I can't really definitively say whether neuroevolution, you know, genetic algorithms are better than SGD in training um, trading networks. Um, it's just, like I said before, I don't like doing what's already been done. So that's what, that's the route I went, but, um, I know they're very good at a lot of stuff. So I, I don't think that having him on and having that conversation about recurrent neural networks, um, trained in that fashion would be, um, without merit. I think that would be kind of a cool, I, I would for sure listen to that. Um, but anyway, sorry, that was kind of a side side thing but uh no no worries yeah so can you kind of just get back to you know what exactly it is that you're working on and oh know, yeah duh. just do like a, a brief... yeah so the peer-to-peer yeah, yeah. <laughs> thing so uh yeah i mean it's kind of uh like i'm in crypto twitter right and i started writing these algorithms and I started out with some very basic forms of uh, of artificial or not really even artificial intelligence of machine learning, like uh, linear regression and stuff like that to predict prices. And for a short period of time, I had on my site like a linear regression algo that ran once a day, predicted out a couple days by like making a prediction on like all these different features and then using those as a source of truth and then refeeding that back in and doing more linear regression so that I could get like half a month's worth of uh, predictions for price movements. And I had that on my site for a while and that was pretty cool. Um, but I, uh, I, I forgot to renew the domain name for that site. So it's actually not up anymore, but anyways, so I was kind of at that spot and then I take this AI class and he shows a video for neuroevolution in like the first lecture. And, you know, so I kind of like just did the motions for the rest of the class. But like, as soon as I saw that video, it was like a uh, neuroevolution playing Mario. But, um, I, I knew that like I could write a fun, a, they use fitness functions. I knew I could write, this fitness function to trade, um, just to trade in general, basically. Uh, so anyways, I, I, I do that for like about a year and, um, it's going, it's going good for me. Um, kind of getting a startup built behind it and feeling pretty good about it. I ran it, um, for a couple months until I started really heavily, uh, developing on it again and changing uh, the fitness function and these training methods and stuff like that and features. So I haven't, I haven't been running it live since, but um, kind of for stuff I'm not going to go into right now, had to uh, make it a lot more robust than it, what it was for like my, you know, couple thousand dollar account that I was testing it out on. Um, anyway, so the peer-to-peer -peer neuroevolution is not exactly trading specific, but it, it's kind of more crypto specific because I was making these trading algorithms and I think that's cool and stuff, but like uh, people have been making trading algorithms for um, longer, like a long time. And it's not, it definitely isn't crypto specific, you know, like the, like the best trading algorithms in the world probably are trading Traditional markets, I would imagine. Yeah, I would assume so. So, you know, and I get into Architects Discord and all this other stuff. And, you know, I kind of, like, I'm a developer and I really want to, like, you know, be developing something that's, like, I, I guess I should put this out there and, like, kind of uh, be upfront about this. Like, I'm much more of a developer than I am a trader. Um like I, I know some very basic strategies and I know how to implement a lot of different trading signals and stuff like that. 
Um, but I, 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 I'm not like somebody who's super well read in trading in general. Um, I'm, I'm very much more when I read research type stuff, it's always, um, development software engineering, stuff like that. Um, so yeah. So anyways, um, so I kind of wanted to figure out a project that I could build on my own. Um, that is like a cryptocurrency or something of the sort, um, you know, with, uh, with like Ethereum coming out and claiming it's going to be the supercomputer and stuff like that, I kind of realized, oh, you know, um, these public peer-to-peer networks are, you know, moving from uh, just being these proof-of-work algorithms, which are, you know, not discrediting those at all, uh, Monero, Bitcoin, those are all, you know, just absolutely beautiful concepts and usually beautifully implemented um but like i i was seeing i was seeing the shift from just computing for the sake of securing a ledger to um you know kind of incentivizing peer-to-peer um computation so I, I knew that was something that I wanted to work on and I just had to find something that was, uh, that, that made sense to do a project that I could come up with and, you know, just kind of start hacking on. Cause that's really what I've done since day one with programming is, you know, find a project and hack it out. And, um, it's usually, um, paid off, but Anyway, so get into AI, and I still have this in the back of my mind, and I'm into architects, and I'm on Twitter, and, um, you know, I'm kind of working on one and reading white papers for cryptos on, you know, on the side, and then, you know, I can't really pin down the exact moment, but, you know, it kind of started to slowly form this idea of, well okay, so this artificial intelligence algorithm is actually kind of perfectly suited for um, being developed to be in a peer-to-peer network. And, oh, okay, no one else has been doing it. And, you know, regardless of if they had, it's kind of... Once I kind of finally saw that... um, all that that was true, I, I I knew I had to do it. So um, that's kind of that's kind of what led me up to doing this. And so as far as doing it, um, Neat is the algorithm that I use, and it's got a couple variations called Hyperneat and ES Hyperneat. And they're not really we won't go too far into them, but basically, like if you go to um, this face doesn't exist.com or um, something like that. It, those are uh, people that don't exist, obviously, that are generated from training on sets of real pictures of real people. And what they do is they replicate patterns and they, um, they can reproduce them and whatever. So they're pattern producing networks. Um, they're neural networks nonetheless, but they, the way that their activation functions and so on and so forth are set up, um, they can reproduce geometric patterns um, very accurately. And so uh, the hypernate and the ES hypernate is where you use a CPPN to encode patterns into a recurrent neural network. Um, And the idea there being like, the asymmetric and the symmetric patterns that are found in like visual cortexes and, and stuff in the brain. So it's really trying to mimic biology, not only from like an evolutionary standpoint, but from like a structural um, and architectural standpoint. So it, it, while I was reading through these papers that are outlining this and like um, how if you have a th- three-dimensional hypercube that you're laying out the recurrent neural network coordinates in and you're passing it to the CPPN. 
that it has six dimensional search space, which is on par with like the search topological search space of a biological brain. Kind of the whole time I was just thinking like, you know, if there's a, there's an algorithm out there that's powerful enough to um, become general or something like that, then I think this is probably it. So I, I really kind of pushed all my chips in there and took it upon myself to research that and at one point, you know, kind of expanded even a little bit. Um, but yeah, so so that's the algorithm I use and I want to put it on a peer-to-peer network. So how do you, how do, you do that? You um, basically have a population of networks that you execute and then you see how they perform and based on that, you do reproduction and elitism. So like some of them don't make it, some of them have plenty of uh, offspring. Um, obviously, you know, the ones that have a lot of offspring are doing well. The ones that don't are not doing very well. Um, and speciation and a bunch of stuff that uh, as well, I don't have uh, time to go into it right now. But anyways, so kind of the idea that I have is you can spread these populations out amongst peers and have each peer train like a set of 10 out of a hundred or, you know, bigger populations still a set of 10, but maybe out of a thousand or 10,000. And, um, you can run these executions in parallel and then, um, broad broadcast it across peers, you know, this genome ID got this fitness, this one got this. And then all those peers will randomly check, um, other peers until eventually all of the peers have been checked by at least one other peer. And then everybody at that time checks the champion peer, the one that did the best out of all of them, just to make sure that's valid. And then it will go into uh, reproduction and speciation. And um, that's, that's part of the white paper for, for this algorithm that I'm still working on is how, how do you do that kind of atomically where everybody can run reproduction and speciation on a subset of these genomes, but still have the same species and, you know, kind of all play nicely together. Um, I, I think I have an idea for it and, um, it's not going to be perfect right out of the gate, but I think it'll be good enough to where we can get nets up and we can, um, you know, start combining compute power, much like the Bitcoin network has done. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of my idea is it, deep learning just takes an immense amount of compute power and uh, it like, it would take like, like alpha go zero that could do, Go and chess and stuff like to recompute those weights. It would take like millions of years. It's estimated for for somebody to do it on their own um, because Google just put so much compute power behind that. And I think that if we can make that public and permissionless, and also you know get something like the Bitcoin hash rate, that amount of compute power going behind some of these algorithms. Um, people can kind of take back control of um, where bleeding edge AI is going and, uh, you know, kind of use it to benefit us instead of just going towards this monopoly that may or may not use it for um, something good. Okay, man, that uh, <laughs> um, a lot of that was over my head. So I, you know, yeah, sorry, I kind of went off there. No, it, it's, you know, like I said, you're the expert here, at least between the two of us, you're the expert here. And uh, I appreciate that you kind of went off and, you know, really dove deep into it. I, I try to like, you know, have some sort of feedback or some sort of conversation, you know, I'd like to do a little recap when, you know, my guests finish talking, but, you know, so much of that was over my head, I really couldn't follow some of it I couldn't formulate questions that I really wanted to ask um you know I followed up until about what was it you talked about you know basic machine learning and using linear regression to predict price and that's kind of what stuck out the most to me and then you talked about you know this AI class that you took and 
obviously you're doing a lot, but there's one section of that, that, you know, this AI and this machine learning that, you know, you can use to trade. And you talked about how you're not, you know, a huge trader, you're more of a developer. Um, but I think, I think that was what interested me most in everything that you were just saying. And I think that a lot of, you know, the people listening are going to agree with that. Um, or at least that's what most of their interest is going to be on. Um, so again, I just want to apologize because there was so much that you went into right at the end there that I really just can't, you know. No, that's fine. I mean, I guess, um, I feel like. Sometimes I'm not the best at explaining and I kind of have scattered thoughts. So like if you could pick out something in there that you really had no idea what I was talking about, even if it's just like a couple buzzwords, if you want to ask a question about that, I, I can go ahead and try to explain it better. Because sometimes I'm the type of guy who just needs to be like nailed down on something. No, no, it's okay. You know, I think, while listening to it the whole time, like while I was listening to you, you know, kind of speak about it and you did say you kind of go up, go off on some tangents or you're a little bit scatterbrained, which is fine. Um, and I don't think that's a problem, but I, <laughs> the whole time I was just thinking, okay, I'm, I'm like, I don't have a very strong understanding of what even, you know, neuroevolution is. So, you know, I was kind of trying to follow along and, you know, it was, I, I don't think you ever gave like a very dumbed down version of what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, anyone who's not really versed in like artificial intelligence or something, um, basically kind of like my, the idea is I'll, I'll, I'll make an artificial intelligence framework that people can join and help without having any knowledge of the field um, they can join and help train a trader that they'll then get access to. And it should be pretty fucking good. This um, exact, this is exactly what I wanted to go into because, you know, like we talked about it originally and I have no experience in AI, AI, but the fact that I can help it in some way and contribute to it and then benefit from it is, you know, huge to me. Yeah. So um, kind of the idea is like, like there'll be an app that you can just download. And if you don't want to join a network, you can train it on your own. And there already is that with Python, but it's just kind of a difficult install. I'm working on one where you can just have Java installed on your machine and just download the executable and run it and train and trade. But it's uh, it's a way of tr like instead of having like uh, predictions or whatever solely for training a neural network to trade, um, you can write a fitness function where like uh, you know you're not just optimizing to predict correctly the next price, or you're not just optimizing to. Uh, classify something that goes up is it, it's using this evolutionary algorithm so i can program in like you know if it drops if if the drawdown is you know x i can penalize its fitness value with you know a value of y or something so and then you know obviously reward um anytime it gets profit so that's kind of that's kind of what drew me to, to it is that you can be very specific about the behavior that you want this network to exert. And then, um, it's also very detached from the actual, um, problem domain as far as the, the network that I'm actually encoding or the, the network I'm actually optimizing with evolution. So it's kind of, a this decoupling between I'm, I'm optimizing a CPPN and it's encoding an RNN that I'm then evaluating with a fitness function that is in turn attributed to the network that encoded it, not actually that network itself. It, it allows you to train very, very deep neural networks faster because you're only, you're only tr 
training a smaller network that's encoding it. And it, it, it encodes it with these repeating patterns that CPPNs are privy to picking up. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the idea. And then once I get the peer to peer part out is you can get, you know, like some of your friends or you can find a network that's already existing and you can basically combine your laptop compute power to train a, a network that if you, if you all leave the trainers running, it'll just continuously sit there and improve and update the training data and it'll train with random sampling, but then it'll validate on the most recent um, data. So, it, and then it'll replace the network that is running on your live trader. If you happen to be running one with um, the one that performed um, best on the most recent data out of like, five uh champion networks going back and so it, it's kind of this form of online trade trading that prevents from catastrophic failure where you train a network six months ago and now it's not working um it really kind of solves that as long as you leave that training um node running while you're running the trading node the training node while you're running the trading node um so as long as you do that, you kind of have this um, online learning that um, is able to adjust to different market contexts. And there's some other ways that I've um, there's some other things that I've done to incorporate um, context into the training of the networks. But um, I don't think that bears going into mainly just that if you get some of you and your friends to do this together, you'll have five X compute power and you'll be able to train up something really, really good, really fast that, um, because of how the mutations are kind of based on random, um, number generation and stuff like that. You can almost be guaranteed that nobody else will be out there running that same exact algorithm at the same time. Okay. Yeah. So I, Again, you talked about a couple things that I'm not, you know, very well versed on. You talked about these fitness functions. I don't really know what those are. Um, you talked about this, you know, evolutionary algo. And again, I don't really understand how that works. But I think at its core, what I got from that was that you and your buddies, kind of all you can use your computing power. You join this network that, it, it, correct me if I'm saying this wrong, but in layman's terms, it trains the AI. Um and is that correct or am i way off here no that's that's exactly correct okay perfect yeah so i'm just trying to follow and make this as simple as possible for one myself and then two for anyone who's listening um because i can guarantee you no one's kind of at the level that you're you're at or you know i mean there's probably a couple other people listening who are um but the audience is not huge so i i wouldn't expect it to be but okay so then you join this network you help contribute, you know, to this AI. How do you benefit? I'm guessing you just have access to it. Is that how that would work? Yeah, so um, kind of like how Bitcoin nodes store a local copy of some of the ledger. You know, it's distributed in that fashion. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why it can't go down is because everybody has their record so if somebody drops off the network somebody else has that information um it'll operate almost exactly like that in the sense that the most like like the 10 most recent best performing networks out of this evolution algorithm will be saved locally to your machine and um eventually i want to work in some payment gateways to um, allow people who don't want to necessarily train on a peer-to-peer -peer network to just buy basically the latest and greatest training network from from any given network that's been set up so that, um, you know, like I'll, I'll probably do a NISO um, gateway because I'm looking at their code and it's... Um, in Java and it's really kind of what I need from a peer to peer perspective. So I'll end up 
kind of scavenging a lot of that. Uh, shout out to Scavenger, by the way. Uh, scavenging a lot of that um, peer-to-peer code. And so I think that as, as a way to pay homage to them and what they've put out, and I think it's great um, as well, the idea behind it. But um, to NISO, I'll, I'll probably first integrate an ISO gateway to be able to purchase these networks from people who are participating and helping train them and that'll that'll incentivize um this beyond just having something that can profitably trade for you kind of in a hands-off fashion and that's the whole idea is that's really kind of what i'm built the fitness function is like basically the criteria that we're trying to optimize so like in a Mario game, it would be how far in the level the Mario character got. And so the, my criteria is like how how uh, how profitable is it and with also a little weight of um, how little drawdown did this have. And that way it's kind of mitigating some risk as well as, you know, trying to increase um, profitability. There we go. Okay, so you kind of gave us the, you know, what it is, how people can participate, and then the benefits of it. Um, you also touched on, you know, this, you, this white paper you're working on. I like to ask all my guests, you know, what they're most excited for in the coming 12 months. Um, and my guess would be that it's, you know, getting this all wrapped up and getting it out there. Um, but is there anything else that you've got going on that you're, you know, real excited for in the next 12 months? Um, well, I, uh, I do still work full time as a middleware engineer. So, um, I'm kind of working on it as much as I can. And I do have, uh, a startup kind of built around that AI that we're getting really close to being funded. So I can, excuse me, start working on it full time. Um, so hopefully in the next six to 12 months, I'll, I'll be, um, doing AI full time and, uh, able to put out some versions of this that I really feel confident about saying, you know, fire this up and you'll be good. Um, and yeah, working on the peer to peer stuff, of course. Um, let me think, uh, yeah, kind of just that. I mean, a, a little bit of the startup company, um, you know, that's been done um, in a fashion where I'm confident leaving most of that, well, not most of it, but all of it's still open sourced. Um, and uh, so, yeah, just really kind of seeing how far I can go with this and, um seeing what ends up with it I, I, I mean if if we want to talk really long term like you know uh where i where i'm starting to become a boomer myself uh i would say definitely i want to fire up one of these peer-to-peer networks with a fitness function that is nlp based so it's processing text and that text being fitness functions themselves and trying to rewrite fitness functions for existing peer-to-peer networks. So it's kind of like a subnetting idea um, where it's outputting fitness functions that are better for these other nets that are training with, you know, um, whatever fitness function for image recognition or um prediction or classification or what what have you for any numerous amounts of domains um where it takes that text in and it understands it and it rewrites in a a different fitness function that might be better and outputs it and then um basically based on the feedback of those subnets um is assigned to fitness and able to kind of optimize that. So in a way it would be able to eventually come to a point where it truly is 
improving itself and able to um, write the algorithms to optimize it better than I can. And um, I think that's a, that would be a huge step forward towards general intelligence and um, general artificial intelligence and strong AI. And that's kind of a whole nother um, talking point. But I, th I think that NLP and self-improving fitness functions are definitely our best foot forward on the hardware that we have right now. Okay, so again, you know, those, those sort of uh, long, long-term goals, which are kind of, you know, on the bleeding edge of AI, I can't really speak on those. I don't really understand, you know, where we're going, where we're headed. Um, but some of the short-term stuff, you know, I can follow along with. You talked about this startup company, uh, working on the peer-to-peer -peer stuff. And then most importantly, you talked about, you know, just working on AI stuff full-time. Um, and I think that's a great goal to have. And I think you're pretty realistic in it. You know, a lot of people I have come on, they're talking about, oh, in the next month we'll have this going on or the next two months. You're talking, you know, the next six to 12 months. These are the kind of things that I want to be heading towards. Um, so I really appreciate that you have these longer term goals, but that kind of leads into my last question, um, because I always like, you know, my audience to get something out of these and to get involved if they really want to. And, you know, I'm sure there are a couple people out there who are going to listen to this episode who are very interested in AI and they see it as, you know, a huge industry in the future, which it will be, um, but do you have any tips for anyone who kind of wants to break into the industry and how they can start working on stuff if they may not be super experienced yeah. like myself? Yeah, and um, for sure. I, I think that Messiah could speak to this as well, but I think that your best foot forward is uh, just as many crypto developers are constantly, you know, researching and reading and trying to understand the most recent white papers and protocols and so on and so forth in crypto. Um, if you want to break into AI and kind of get onto the bleeding edge, just do the same. Uh, just read the white papers. Um, Messiah's done so with some recurrent neural networks and implemented them. And, um, you know, that's no small feat for some of the stuff he's done. And, um, that's, that's very much what I did here with Nate, um, to the point where, you know, I ended up finding a way to, like I said, if you, if you get into three dimension substrates, four dimension substrates, you're starting to exceed this search space of biological brains. And, um, the ES hyperne algorithm actually wasn't, it didn't lay out how to do that. So I actually developed that on my own and made this subdivision tree that works in any, <clears throat> any number of dimensions and uh, which led me to um, emailing Ken Stanley the, and Sebastian Nerzi, the guys who wrote it, and they gave me some feedback on it and stuff. So um, I, I would just say, you know, don't, don't sell yourself short and um, just read up on whatever you're interested in and uh, you know, if you don't understand something, look it up until you understand it and then implement it and so on and so forth. And before you know it, you'll be helping contribute to that given algorithm. Um, you know, I, I, I don't have a college education. Um, I, I, I can name off the top of my head several people who are way smarter than me in this um space and uh it's just a matter of you know putting in the work at a certain point and uh yeah i, I just say if you enjoy it then you might as well do it as much as you can um and try to make <clears throat> try to make a career out of it there was a couple of things you mentioned there you talked about you know reading white papers uh you said that you actually emailed some people who wrote a couple of them um, with questions you had and they actually got back to you. So to anyone who's stuck or has questions, it's never, you know, too much to reach out and ask the worst they can say is no or not respond. And that's not a huge deal, but you actually got these responses. Um, and then you're on Twitter as well as Messiah. And I feel like you guys are very passionate about this kind of stuff. So I don't think it would be too much trouble for them to reach out. Would, would that be okay with you? 
Yeah, by all means. I, I love talking about it, and I love trying to, um, you know, kind of usher people into looking into this stuff. I want crypto developers to look into it because when I release it, it'll it'll have a trading fitness algorithm. But I, I really want it to kind of expand into all um, machine learning problem domains and stuff like that so that, um, you know, it can be, you know, anybody who's willing to sacrifice a bit of their own compute power, they can help for the good of everybody else in the space, um, build an AI for whatever task um, they may be interested in. Like, I, I have a friend who recently was paralyzed, so um, I'm, I'm extremely interested in looking into uh, VR programs and so on and so forth that can help uh, kind of improve neural connections and maybe possibly give these people a chance at, you know, having a little bit more of a normal life again and stuff like that. Um, through biofeedback, that's a whole nother talk, I guess. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, re reach out to me. Um, I, I, I can't speak to whether everybody will respond or not, but um, Messiah, Quant Fiction, Quant LSTM, all those guys, very knowledgeable, very good at machine learning, artificial intelligence, and uh, I would definitely, um, you know, talk to them if you're interested in this type of stuff as well. Here we go. Uh, who am I missing here? I'm sure I'm missing some people, but um, if you if you just DM me, if I don't know, I'll I'll reach out to people that I know are interested in this type of stuff, and I'll find somebody that you can talk to. Perfect. Love it. People helping people. Um, so, you know, just a couple more things. Do you, you know, you talked about reaching out to people um, and reading white papers, but are there any other resources to go and learn? Any languages you think people should, you know, check out or, you know, maybe focus on um, that they may have missed? Any, anything like that? Um. Yeah, I, I, I would start with Python. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the trader I use right now is written in, and I'm rewriting it in Java just simply because it'll be easier to install and run. Um, but Python is definitely what's used to implement these um, newer algorithms. And uh, a lot of times... When compute power really isn't an uh, issue, um, you know, say you have an AI startup that just got funded, you know, a shit ton of money, and you can run your trainer on the cloud and stuff. Definitely, if you're if you're looking to go that route, just start with Python, find something new and promising, and try it at the task that you're working on. Um, and then the uh, the Google crash course on machine learning is actually really good. It has visualizations and um, some interactive in-browser GUIs that show kind of how activation in a neural network happens and what changing parameters um on the optimization algorithm and the weights of the network actually does. So I, I would definitely do that too. That, that's one of the first things I did. And I did that before my AI class and it was, it was totally invaluable because um, it does a really good job of taking somebody who is a total newbie to somebody who really understands the fundamentals of how these things actually end up working that was the kind of stuff i was looking for that you know go check out the google crash course um you know start with python that kind of stuff because there are some people who you know have absolutely zero knowledge but i think they're interested and they can see where yeah, the industry yeah, is so going definitely, yeah definitely the crash course because not only do you get those cool visualizations and interactive uh, GUIs where you're actually controlling parameters and steps in gradient descent. 
optimization and seeing activate activation happen on the screen. Um, but they also point you in the direction of Google Colab, which is an online um, Python notebook where you don't have to install anything on your computer. You can just start running TensorFlow, neural network stuff, you know, right away for free um, on TPUs, on GPUs. So, you know, if, if you're just getting into it, go there first, kind of understand the fundamentals of um, how, how uh, neural networks work. And then from there, I would maybe look into like um, the universal approximation theory, which kind of gives um, some credibility to um, continuing AI research and uh, what else? And, and, and then if you get past that and you're working on neural networks and you're hitting road bumps, then start looking into catastrophic failure, start looking into online learning and stuff like that. And just try to find something where you say, oh, you know, I think this would be a good way to handle this because there's a lot of people and I, I, I don't think this can be understated enough. There's a lot of people that are in AI and they're highly respected um, in that community that don't have any of the conventional accolades of people you would expect to be kind of um, at the top of their fields, like uh, Elizer Yudowski, um, who runs... He, he runs the site Less Wrong, but um, he also has a nonprofit AI organization that was seeded by, um, I believe, Google and several other tech giants. But um, he's kind of like the forefront of friendly AI. And, um, you know, he didn't even graduate high school. He just uh, realized that he was really good at this type of stuff, this logic stuff. And... Um, went all in on it and now he very much is an authority on artificial intelligence and uh so yeah i, I mean just if 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 you feel like you're good at it and it's making sense to you just don't stop you know keep digging keep going down that rabbit hole um it, it won't it won't be without reward all right, so I that pretty much wraps everything up. We talked about, you know, your background, what you're working on. We talked, it was, a lot of it was over my head, granted, but we did talk about it. Um, we talked about how, you know, people can get involved. We talked about your vision for the future and what you're planning on doing. And then we ended with, you know, how, how others can get involved. And so I think that was pretty much everything I wanted from this talk. Um, is there anything else that, you want my audience to know or hear or anything that you forgot to mention? Not too much. I mean, like, I, I, I get what you're saying. You know, uh, there will be a small subset of people that um, are kind of privy to the terminology and stuff that I've been using. Um, but I think that I should touch on the fact that if you're a developer and maybe you're looking at cryptocurrencies and you're wondering, you know, I want to do a project, um, I, I would just say there's a lot of really good cryptocurrency projects already in development. And I would look at reading that code and running that code and making changes to it and testing it on your own machine and seeing if you can help out with something that already exists like XMR and Omniring and stuff like that, because they're already really good. And it, it, if you don't really feel like doing that, then maybe look into this AI stuff and look into doing AI peer to peer, because I think that's other than a currency. I think that, training AI peer-to-peer is the next best use case, in my opinion. I think that it's something that, um, you know, is easy to handle bad actors, and it's easy, and it, and there's also a huge incentive f 
for sharing compute power to that end. Because if, if we don't do it, then the big corporations, they're already doing it. They're already setting up entire server farms just to build, you know, state-of-the-art AI. And, you know, if, if people really came around to this idea of doing it together, um, I think that we could end up producing some really powerful networks that, um, you know, hopefully we can outpace them at some point using some, some hacky shit. But I, I think that we could, I think that we could start rivaling that. And, uh, you know, that, that's something that's talked about on AI stack exchange, which, um, if you're interested in this, definitely join that as well. But, um, somebody asked on there about how, how you might, go about outpacing Google and um, artificial intelligence research. And they basically said, you know, Google hasn't really cracked general artificial intelligence yet in a meaningful way. So it's, it's still really out there. It's um, it is a bit of a grail type um, objective, but um, it's something that somebody could come up with in their garage or their basement or whatever and get the algorithm out there and you know it kind of takes life of its own so um if you like developing if uh if this type of stuff makes sense to you shaping data for input into something like this then um and evaluating it that then, then i would just just go all out i mean go off i i really appreciate that and, message and then also also, a couple shout-outs. First, first and foremost, um, obviously, uh, Jesus Christ and um, God the Father, and then uh, all the architects. Well, oh wait, do you, are you forgetting somebody? Charles. Well, the no, Holy no, no, Spirit. You, yeah, there we go. I was gonna say you hit God, you hit Jesus. We need the third. The, the, yeah, the entire Holy Trinity. Um, <laughs> Definitely the whole thing, and then obviously the Virgin Mary. Of course, to her several times a day. Of course, um, you know, if you're not building uh, sentient AI for the greater glory of God, at a certain point, people are going to start asking what you are doing. Um, who else should I shout out here? Definitely Reptar, Rohit. You know, all all the all the people on Twitter that are. Um, giving it up for giving it up for God and then architects you know super supportive for me um, you know through thick and thin and uh, all the people there uh, really the people the people I should have mentioned this earlier when you asked about it but the people who really got me into cryptocurrency were you know shower big beta Gainsey was one of the first people who I followed that had kind of a bigger account and actually interacted with me. Um, so a huge shout out there. Uh, Kashi, Zalzi, Gom, Keck, all those guys, they were all um, super welcoming to me and were really interested in what I wanted to work on and just completely supportive. And at times we can kind of be, you know, a little bit crass about some stuff here and there, but really it's all in good fun. And at the end of the day, we're not, you know, we're not trying to be complete assholes. If, if, if you're out here to improve yourself and improve your situation, a lot of people will respect that. And, um, you know, sometimes you just have to go through, uh, an initiation phase, which is, you know, a lot of times seen in architects, but, yeah, no, I so you you just shouted out pretty much, you know, everyone that I kind of align with on Twitter and I'm in architects obviously, but I think uh some of these people get a bit of a bad rap yeah. because they are a little rough around the edges. Um but I like what you're saying, you know, some of these guys have been very helpful to me, to you, to others in the community. Um and they're willing to help yeah. and they're so smart. Some of these guys are fucking geniuses. You, yourself included, you know, the, the stuff you're working on is mind blowing to me. Um, and I think yeah, everyone, I mean, there's the blockheads, storms, the creds, you know, a lot of these people are in architects and, um, 
I, I kind of had it easy. I came in and I didn't really catch a lot of flack, you know, um, shower really broke, broke the ice for me and stuff. And I didn't, I didn't get too much shit. And if I did, I was just like, you know, I was too much of an artist to even pick up on it or whatever. But, um, you know, if you come into architects or you get onto CT and you're kind of newer there and you're catching a bunch of shit, just, you know, own it and just don't, don't get super salty. Don't get butthurt about it. Like own up to it, give a little shit back if you have to. But, um, you know, oftentimes a lot of the, a lot of us are just trying to see, you know, is, is this person going to get triggered and report me or some shit like that? So a lot of, a lot of times it's just a bit of a vetting experience. And then once you're in, then people really are there for you. And it is really, uh, it's a great community as far as, as far as my experience goes. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. So I think we've pretty much got everything. I, uh, I got all my questions answered. You you did a great job of that. You got your shout-outs. I appreciate those shout-outs. Big up to Jesus Christ. That one's for you. Um, yeah. Lo- I, love you, God. Love you, Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> gotta, gotta give it up. You know, I, uh, we live in a world where we stray a little bit further every day, and we got... You're trying to pull us back in, aren't you? Alright guys, that wraps up another episode, and I just want to take a quick second to ask you a huge favor. If you found anything in the episode helpful, or it's been inspiring to you in any way, I just ask that you share it with your friends, family, anyone you know on social media, um, and hopefully we can help them out as well. Have a good one.